There we go. Here we go for another first impression BJJ episode. Today I have one of another another student of mine, Matt Drost. So at first I want him to you know introduce a little bit of your, of himself. There you yeah, go. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm 29 years old. I uh, currently live in uh, Cambridge, Ontario, with my fiance and my nine month old border collie. Yeah. Um, I've been training at Cambridge BJJ since. February of 2020, I believe. I think that's when I started with you guys. I think so. Yeah. February. Yes. Some, something yeah. like that. Yes. Um, you I'm, trained, I'm you trained before that, right? Yes. I trained um, in Port Elgin at top performance. Okay. There you go. So uh, but how long you, how long you, you're training there before you switch over? Um, I probably, a year consistently, probably three to four days a week. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I can definitely see. I saw that whenever you you start training at the gym, I saw that you had a little like some experience prior, like comparing to the guys that I had already. You know, like as as a white belt, I mean. But uh, what what do you do for a living, Matt? I am an Ontario Disability Support Program caseworker. Okay. What uh, what that means? Okay, what that means. <laughs> <laughs> So um, essentially, we help um, uh, low-income individuals. So either they have a mental or physical disability. We help them with their finances. We help them um, obtain jobs. Okay. Okay. So it's it's basically people get to you to get that help. It's not something that you go after. They come to you, and then you help them, like to get. So you help them to get jobs or something with the how how is it to get jobs right. A little bit of both. So um, when you when someone has exhausted all other financial assistance, we're kind of the last resort. Oh, okay, okay. So so say for instance, um, you had a back injury, you weren't able to work anymore, and you went through all other social assistances. Okay. Um, people come to us, and we kind of help um, with their finances and, and kind of get them on their feet until until they can get back to to whatever they were before. Or how is it? Um, sometimes they're on. Um, so it's Ontario Disability Support Program, so ODSP for short. So some people that go on ODSP are on it for life. Um, some people could be on it for a couple of years. Um, they could be on it for a little bit and then end up getting employment down the road and then not need us uh -huh. anymore. So it just kind of um, varies. Is this like pretty much like the WSIB? Like when people get hurt, they go to WSIB, so they get that support until pretty much yeah, something similar, like that, right? right? Similar. Yeah, similar to that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's I've seen I've seen I had some friends that actually, you know, had some problem doing, doing construction and then the guy get hurt. And then you go there, apply for those stuff and then you keep getting like your actual income while you do while you can work. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. About. Awesome. That sounds good. You think how is it? It's stressful, gives you a lot of <laughs> a lot of, you know, it, it's like any other job. You've got the pros and the cons. Um being in a pandemic right now, um, there's a lot of people that are kind of nervous, anxious um, with what's going on, and they're kind of just kind of stressed out. So you kind of have to work with uh, the clients, work them through the problems, and just kind of ease them through the transition, I guess you could say. Yeah, I get it. Lately, everybody's stressed, so then that's end up getting to you too, right? Like people want to solve stuff, and then they, they come, and then you... I have seen through... Um, telemarketing right when people call you sometimes you sometimes you're stressed and then you don't want to talk to the person but sometimes people want to just sell sell stuff but in your case it's different they have to actually 
talk to you so you can get through their, their stuff that they need. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's again, with the pandemic, there's a lot of people that are lacking patience. They want things immediately, but it, it, it seems like we've got to take a step back and everything is kind of a bit slower. Like for instance, the grocery store, we have to line up now. Exactly. Before, before the pandemic, you just walk and grab your stuff and leave. Exactly. So it's just exactly it is. Everything is kind of have like a different approach now, right? Mm-hmm. I get one, it. One day at a time. Exactly. So you, what's the gym you said you trained before? Top performance? top performance. Yes. Awesome. So how was it there? How how was like the training? Like this is the place where you started training, right? Mm-hmm. So how was it? Like how was the the, the approach and when you started? How was like top performance for you at the beginning? It was great. I, I never thought of going into jujitsu. Um, for me, I, I grew up watching UFC and I, I, I loved the striking. I loved boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, all that. Um, so I joined this, it was probably four or five years ago. Um, I was, I was working at a bar. I was um, head of security had five years of bar experience, never got to a fight. Um, my, my philosophy was uh, 90% verbal, 10% physical. Uh-huh. So I would verbally de-escalate any situation, no problems at all. Um, one weekend I had off, um, a couple of buddies wanted to go to the bar. Uh-huh. So we ended up going to a friend's house to pre-drink, uh, went to the bar. I think we stayed there till two or 3 a.m. and decided to walk home. And we're in a small town, it was probably half an hour walk. So we decided to walk. Uh, two of our friends left their bikes at this house we pre-drank at. So uh-huh. they went to get the bikes and meet up with us. Um, while we were walking, um, our buddies, it was, uh, there was two of us, myself, and then there was two buddies that went to get the bike. Okay. So they met up with us and, and they said there was a couple of guys following them, yelling at them. Didn't think anything of it. And we see these guys in the distance starting to approach and they're yelling and they're screaming. And then they start charging at my buddies and they start punching them in the face. So it ends up, we, we, we got jumped. So I just remember, I, I kind of froze at first because I, I didn't, it didn't seem real. It felt like a movie. So they're all fighting, fist fighting. And I ended up, because I watched UFC, I kind of put somebody in a rear naked choke. Didn't know what I was <laughs> doing, but I slipped my hands around them and I put my, uh, my legs around their waist. Uh-huh. I just remember yelling, are we done? Are we done? And... I let him up because he said like he couldn't breathe and he wanted he, he just yeah. said he was done fighting so he got up and um my buddy's girlfriend was with us and she was crying and we found out that these guys actually punched her in the face a couple of times jesus christ so my buddy got pissed and we ended up chasing them back to their house and uh my buddy um was kind of defending his girlfriend so he ends up fighting the guy that punched her in the face uh-huh um everything was fine we were done like they kind of settled their differences and he didn't want to leave because he forgot his hat so we we stopped to look around for his hat and out of the corner of my eye I saw a guy with a baseball bat and uh-huh. because I thought everything was done I looked down and I got clocked in the face and knocked out on you you yeah you- yeah I was I was helping look for the hat and then all of a sudden I get hit with the baseball bat and I just remember waking up because my buddies were dragging me because I guess even though I was unconscious I still wanted to fight because uh-huh. I was just frustrated that I got yeah. hit so I remember going back to my buddy's house, covered in blood. So you didn't I, see where, they, where this was coming. You just, boom, got knocked out. Yeah. I saw it in the corner of my eye, but I didn't think anything of it. Uh-huh. Like I said, I th- because they said we were done, we were done. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look for this hat. We're going to be done. Like, let's leave. Yeah. Got hit. 
I went to my buddy's house and I didn't want to go home because my dad, if he knew that happened, he would chase people around the town to, to kind of, he beat the crap out of them. Yeah. So I ended up going home, um, sneaking downstairs and I come upstairs the next morning, it's probably 10 or 11 in the morning and I'm kind of covering my face and I have my head in the refrigerator and my mom's like, why are you acting weird? So I close the refrigerator. My side of my face is just swollen. I've got blood all over my shirt. And I remember my dad taking me to the hospital and I found out I had a concussion. Yeah. So after that, I just, I felt so weak and defenseless and I didn't want that to happen again. I get it. And I looked around the area for some sort of martial arts. So I, I did a little bit of kickboxing back but, in high but school. But at that, at that time, like you said, you, you watching UFC, you knew already what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was, right? Mm. Okay. But, but growing up, it wasn't, it was kind of, I, the guys that I hung around, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was lame because you're rolling around with other guys. Like it, the striking was more preferred. Uh -huh. So I, I assumed that oh, I would never want to roll on the ground. Like I, I want to strike, I want to strike. So I looked around, uh, I lived in Port Elgin at this time. And I looked around. Oh, okay. So you didn't live in Cambridge. Okay, I guess. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was in Port Elgin at this yeah. time. And um, I was looking around to see if there's a martial arts gym. And Top Performance just happened to open up. Okay. So I messaged, um, his name is Jesse Top, the owner. Yeah. Messaged him and he had kickboxing, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I think he was CrossFit at the time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, um, I'd like to sign up for kickboxing. And he says, oh, sorry, man. Um, the class is canceled tonight, but why don't you come up for Brazilian jiu-jitsu? <laughs> and, like, and like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, come on, man. Like, it'll be a great time. It'll be a great time. So I ended up going that night and I absolutely loved it. Okay, there you go. So one, one, one. <laughs> Or you just went for one one class and you end up like liking right away. So how was your first class? Like how did how did they treat like what I mean? What I mean by that is whenever they said, "Oh no, Muay Thai," so come in and try jujitsu. How was your mind like going for that? You 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 like you had your mind set for maybe Muay Thai or kickboxing, whatever, right? You know what? I'm gonna learn how to strike because maybe it would be a better reaction if something happened, right? Of course, that a lot of people thinks that, and not mm -hmm. saying that it's wrong a uh, wrong thought. Because out of nowhere, you can get just punched and your jiu-jitsu is not going to work for anything. You know, I'm not saying that jiu-jitsu is the best. Jiu-jitsu is a great martial arts, one of the best martial arts, even not the best, but it has its cons too, right? You can definitely get hit out of nowhere and then people are going to look to you and say, hey man, where's your black belt? <laughs> you know, why you didn't kick the guy's ass or whatever? Because we don't know some... I'm sure that some situations we cannot use jujitsu, you cannot use Muay Thai, whatever, you know, situations like that. You just got hit and then boom, knocked out. What are you going to use? Nothing, you know. But anyways, how was it like when you when you got the no for kickboxing and you say, oh, there is jujitsu here. No kickboxing, but jujitsu. What, what, what was the thought? Like going to class? I was, I was kind of bummed out at first, but at the same time, the way I felt being unconscious and, and just feeling that vulnerable i needed to do something i wanted to learn some sort of self-defense because i don't want that to happen to me ever again and if they're like i wasn't looking for training to go out and look for fights i wanted to be prepared that if something ever happened again i could defend myself properly no definitely i get so, it so like i said I, i was bummed at first but then I, i just went in with an open mind i'm like okay i'm gonna try this i'm gonna see what it's about and just take it from there Oh yeah, no, for sure. In, in uh, during this time, like you said, um, you working as a, a in, in bar, right? Not a, not as a how to say bouncer, right? Just in the would, bar. Yeah. 
Yeah, bouncer. Oh, yeah. oh it was a bouncer. There yeah, you yeah. Go. We I say security because it sounds more professional, but ultimately uh -huh. I was a bouncer. Yeah. Okay, but so during those times, you never did you have any fight that in that bed or not? No, nope. like I verbally de-escalated everything. Even when someone wanted to fight me, I managed to diffuse the situation. Just explain to them that if you hit me, I'm probably going to hit you back, and then you're going to end up going to jail. <laughs> because I'm I'm defending myself at the end of the day. Exactly. And, and you're working. Said, Plus you're working. Yeah. And yeah. I just said, don't ruin your night. Come back. Like if it's Saturday, come back another night. Like you may be drunk right now. Come back another night. Like you don't have to ruin your weekend. Exactly. Exactly. But how was it? Like most of the most of the uh, most of the times you always discalate like that, right? People mm -hmm. are fine, and I'm sure that some drunk guys would be like, you know, trying to make your day go bad, but end up like i know the nights are like crazy any anywhere anywhere in the world like when people work as a bouncer and stuff you expect a lot of stuff right but it's good to to have the conversation and then you can bring the problem down without moving one finger right mm -hmm. absolutely but anyways coming back to the to the feeling of the the martial arts when you went there and you you did the class how was it i had a blast um i think we did we did a warm-up um shrimping i felt like a fish out of water <laughs> had no idea what I was doing, but I, they, they were very patient with me and kind of worked me through it. Um, did a, did a technique. I think we did arm bars that day and then we rolled and I got, I, I enjoyed rolling. I, I got smashed the first time. Didn't know what I was doing. I did a little bit of wrestling in high school. So I just kind of, um, powered through to everything and kind of did some single. Pressed like, out some down. guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. A lot of people in America, like in North America, that's the difference. Like you got, you guys have good reactions because of the wrestling. A lot of kids here, like a lot of kids do the wrestling at school and then they stop. They don't do any other martial arts. And then when they're adults, they go and try martial arts. It's like, Oh, and they have good reaction. I'm like, Oh, you actually have some good like movement. Oh, I did three years of wrestling, four years of wrestling at school and stuff. And that's good. You know, that gives you a natural reaction. And that's all we need for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. When people, I see that. That's my opinion. When I see people that has good reactions and I'm like, okay, so this guy come here, you know, like I'm going to put these guys, I, I, I partner up them with like with people that would be a great training. That's myself, you know, like when people come to the gym and want to do the first class, I don't put people to row, especially now we, we have jujitsu has changed a lot. You know, we want to give a good experience to people and it's not about like getting the, this guy, Oh, it's a first class, come here, do the technique and row. Not saying that this is wrong. It's not wrong. Everybody does whatever they want, but we want to give the person a good experience. I want to, even though you had a good experience like that, would be even better if I had one-on-one and say, hey, come here, I'm going to teach you this. Like you said, the shrimping, you felt out of water. And a lot of people, listen, a lot of people, when they come to class and there is other people, they can't like perform the movement that people are performance, like in that moment, they get frustrated right away. Mm -hmm. And that might be a... a a no go for the next class, you know? Oh, you know what? Man, I, I think this is not for me. I can't, I can even do like one basic movement that people can do it. Why I'm gonna keep going for that. But this is like from people to people, right? Like, so you did the first class and then you said, you know what, I'm gonna come back. So you came back then the next, like next day, how was it? Like one week after? The next day. Next so day? After the first class, um, the fact that it, I think it was an hour, an hour and a half I was there. Um, the fact that I was disconnected from my phone and, 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 and life in general, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Cause when you're, when you're on the mats, that's what you're focused on. 
Exactly. You're not focused on your next text message. You're not focused on um, the TV show that's coming up next. Like you're, you're, you're fixated on that time. And I just felt like all this stress, all this weight was lifted off my shoulders. Definitely. I agree with that. Every time we, we own a match, even though I'm teaching, I'm with the, like with that type of worry that I have to pass to you guys some, you know, some content, some technique or whatever. I feel, I feel great that you like when I'm there, I'm teaching or I'm looking to you guys. It's like great experience for me to see people finding new techniques or finding new, new movements that they couldn't even think that can do it. You know, like when people try to oh man, I didn't know I was flexible like that. Oh, I couldn't do this. It's, it's great feeling. And I'm sure like as a student, it's great to be there, right? Like you said, to be disconnected and just feel the moment there, right? It's, it's a good, mo it's a good like feeling. Especially after training, when you get like your ass kicked or you kick somebody ass, you just like, it's good. And then you go back to, to regular life after what, like lately classes would be one hour, an hour and a half. It's a pretty good time. And it's a, it's, it's time enough to relax during the day, right? After a whole day of work or whatever stress, you go there, you take all the stress out. This is, this is amazing. So how how did this like this first two class end up like after the two sec the second third class you felt like man i like this i'm gonna keep doing this what was the thought it, i liked it because i, I I'm, I'm big into fitness and i liked how i felt like it, it was a physical um just being there physically like I, i'm getting cardio i feel like i'm leaning out uh, more flexible but for me the biggest thing is meant like the mindset okay i felt confident um you're, you're tangled up with another human being, but you're, you're also thinking like it, it's, it's physical, but you have to think what's my next step. Oh, he's got my neck. How do I get out of this? You're, you're, when you're at the gym, you're just lifting the dumbbells, Exactly. But, but when you're rolling, at least you're, when you're entangled with someone else, you have to think. It's strategic, right? Yeah. Strategic. I get it. I get it. You, you really have to think because every moment has a, every action has, there is a reaction, right? For that. Absolutely. So we always looking for the next move to be able to proceed with whatever we have in mind to make it happen. I like, I like jujitsu because of that too. I, in my, like my whole time during, you know, training, I always was somebody that want to move fast, that want to be, you know, like catching people. It's not all the time that we can do that. Right. We, we have our training partners that we know all oh, these guys, you know, it's kind of tough or the other guys like a little bit easier. So that's training. That's how training goes in my, in my opinion, you know, but so you decide like keep training and then how was do you remember when was the first moment that you actually control somebody and had like the whole time controlling and you kind of got the game you're like you know what this is what i have to do and then you start to implement like impose your game do you remember that how was the feeling um it was it was probably a triangle choke that i finally caught on uh-huh so one of my first seminars uh michael sheehan and darson hemming came down good name and i was with um they came down i think it was michael's first seminar i think he did he was a purple belt at the time uh-huh and he was he was showing us the techniques and going through what he came Ma to teach one us. second mike sheehan will be in the show sometime too okay we're gonna Amazing. call him out there you go <laughs> absolutely um yeah so we we he did it um some techniques with us and then afterwards he, he asked everybody if they wanted to roll and i i immediately I'm like yeah let's roll let's roll and i didn't realize what i was getting myself into because uh -huh. i'm a white belt um darson hemming is a black belt and mike was yeah. uh, a purple belt at the time so i, I rolled with mike 
and he continuously kept getting me in, in uh, triangles. He kept, I, I think we rolled, I don't know how, how many times, but he got me in a triangle choke five or six times. And he kind of looked at me and smirked. And he's like, do you want to know how to get out of these? Or do you want to know how to, to stop this from happening? I'm like, yes, please. So he showed me the, the kind of the counter and what I was doing. Like I kept both arms in, obviously. Yeah, pull one. So when I, when I finally figured out defense of what I was doing wrong, um, I started implementing that into my own game. Okay. So I was starting to catch on. Okay. I, one arm needs to come out, put my legs around their head, lock it in. So I kind of did that for a while. And it was just the, the ability to make someone else tap or submit was, was a weird feeling. Like it was, it was uh-huh. um, exhilarating, I guess you could say. How, how, how long, how long were you training when that seminar happened? Uh, probably two or three months. Oh, okay. So Definitely. after after that seminar, so that you start kind of okay, I'm gonna try this triangle choke. I got many times. <laughs> I've been gone many times, and now it's my chance. Mm-hmm. So well, how? So you said that the feeling was kind of weird, but can you kind of explain that? Like it was it was weird in a way because it's you're you're wrestling, you're grappling with another human being. And to, and it's not like I'm going out on the street and choking people. Exactly. So, so going to a padded room with other people that are there <laughs> to fight and choke each other is just a weird sensation. Like it's a weird feeling. I get it. I, I, I like the feeling to be honest, you know, I like But, to, I, I go, that's why I go there because I like that feeling. Well, after a long day of work, when you're stressed out, people are yelling at you. It's, yeah. it's, It's, it's bad to say, but it's nice to take that frustration out on someone else that wants to be there and get choked or kind of fight back. No, exactly. No, it's, it, it's not that you're going to take the feeling out of doing something to somebody because I'm sure that the other person probably has the same feeling too, right? Probably I, thinking too, you know what? I got hammered at work today. I'm tired. I don't know. I got to think on the next project or whatever. I'm going to go to jiu-jitsu. At least I'm going to get my ass kicked and I'm not going to think on anything. Or I'm going to kick some ass and I'm not going to think in whatever else, only on training, right? Mm-hmm. You can feel bad for, for that, but I kind of I get it. But this is, like you said, I believe when you go to that room, everybody has that similar thought, you know? Like after work and stuff, you go there, everybody's looking to the stress relief. So... That's why jiu-jitsu is good for many things. Stress relief, self-defense, and many others, right? Oh, absolutely. So when you when you got the... Like, have you... Before the seminar, have you rolled with anybody, like, at the level that those guys were? No, that was the... I think we had one purple belt in our club. And then that was, I think, the first black belt I ever met. Darson. Yeah. He was the first black belt I ever met. Yeah, And first black belt I ever rolled with. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's pretty good. Darson, Darson's a good friend. I know Darson since I was white belt. He was like purple belt. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. Like took private with Darson, like, oh my God, a long time ago when I was like all crazy about jiu-jitsu, nothing else on my head, you know, nothing else, just jiu-jitsu, just jiu-jitsu. But it was good timing. So made, made, made us better, like better persons now, you know, the time that we went through, I used to work a lot and then train and I made that. I believe because of that, I'm here now, you know, with Cambry BJJ. I made all this to, to get to the point that I'm like managing and, and teaching at my own gym now. So anyways. It's, um, it's like a second family, I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. You're, you're, all the people that you meet family? do it, right? Yeah. 
Do you have any friends from, from the other gym you still talk and stuff? Not as much since the pandemic. Since the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, because you can't really go and see people. Uh-huh. And I've been kind of slacking on that. <laughs> I know the pandemic has has made a lot of stuff to kind of stop to 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 be how can I say that like far away from us mm-hmm. even though we are so close we can be really close through texting through email or whatever we kind of far too right we don't see each other as much as we could before but even though before we didn't do it now it's even worse that we cannot at all it's just that personal interaction like the face to face that's what i miss exactly how how far is uh, port how's the city called again port what port Elgin. how far is it from from cambridge um just under two hours under two hours so is it yeah. where is it west or east uh north north from cambridge yes i think it's north from cambridge oh, it's, it's kind of near um owen sound oh Harden, okay. okay beach Okay, all sound, I get it. Uh, we have a judicial uh, polite there too. Okay. So, oh my God, these guys went, through, went far for a seminar. Huh? I'm just thinking uh, here now. <laughs> they went I, think, I think they've come a couple of times. Like I, oh, there was a couple of seminars that we hosted. Wow. And you, you went through, we went to all of those? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. So, mean you, it means you liked it. So, and then you, found out about triangles you found out like how to set up how to escape and then when was the point that you that you hit that you're like okay now i can kind of control the per- you, you know you have the point that you'll see some training partners and you can you can roll with them good and do whatever you want like whatever you want to apply you can do it did when was like five months after six months after that that click you know when you click and you say like oh man i can submit i can i have all the submissions not only one do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, probably six months in. Uh-huh. It, for me, I call it the aha moment. It's like a, a, a light bulb that goes off and be like, oh, okay, I do understand this. I, can, I understand how to transition from being in, in closed guard or uh, this guy's setting up for Kimura. So how am I going to get out of this? Yes. Like yes. It's it, it slowly, slowly kind of pieced together then for me. I get it. After six months. That's pretty good. Yeah, me too. I, I would say five, six months was the time when I... Uh, aha i get it you know <laughs> i had like some training partner that was like very competitive and because of them we we i was like trying to push each other and then that, that's how you become good right you have somebody that's like pushing you your coach too whenever you have a, a coach that keeps helping you all the time looking around and say hey man no don't do this do that it's it's great how was the how was the coaching there how was like people and the coaching there fantastic it felt like a second family Amazing. Like they were very, very open, um, very welcome. Uh, wanted uh, they weren't. If I had a question, it wasn't like, "Well, why do you have this question?" They they were very open and honest, and and they wanted to help you grow. Uh huh. That's that's pretty good. When when did you move to Cambridge? Uh, 2018. 2018. So you've been almost two years, two years in Cambridge, right? Yes. So you found out Cambridge BJJ last year on beginning in February, and then. We had this pandemic going around the world and then we had to close. Um, you kept supporting the gym. That's amazing. Like a lot of people don't understand this, but right off on the first or second month, you were one of the guys that came around and say, you know what, I'm going to keep supporting the gym and 
kept doing this throughout this whole time. I want to thank you for that too, because this is a great support. We have many other people that kept and keep, you know, supporting it. And this is a message for everybody that can uh, listen to it. If you're part of a gym, you know, keep supporting your gym because they need you. And if not after this pandemic, not saying that you need to do this, but it's great, you know, to, to after the pandemic, you can go back to see the people that you train with, the people that you like, because somehow, like you said, we create a family and it's good to go there and then see your training partner, see the people that you like to talk, see your coach and, and see that everyone is doing well, right? Mm -hmm. These times right now, it's like so hard for everybody. But if you can keep supporting your local gym with anything, helping them, ask them if they need any help, please do it because they need it. As just like anybody else that needs help, the gym's owner, they, uh, they need help too. I'm not talking about like the biggest, like the biggest gyms, you know, I'm talking about some local gyms that you, you, you there, that it's part of your life. Like you guys spend the whole time doing work. And then you know that after, after work, you're going to go to a place that you, you know, being enjoying and you like it, keep doing this because it's great. So after you realize that whenever you start to training more and more, did you ever do any tournaments? I signed up for the Ontario open I think it was in 2017 okay and um i think it was a week or two before the actual tournament um we were doing competitive classes just to kind of uh -huh. get our heads mentally there and just kind of like um kind of just go over some attacks and defenses and all that and i remember i was in an arm bar and my um training partner pulled too hard and, and it, it extended some muscle in my forearm okay it kind of stretched the muscle and i had to i had to back out of the tournament because it just it was it was sore i could barely move my arm so how, I, I ended up how long before the tournament yeah it was like a week or two before the tournament jesus yeah i get so it. i i ended up like I, I they were they were fantastic i just explained my situation to them and they gave me my money back but i ended up going with um my my team and i just i so paid so anyway yeah, just to support. Yeah, yeah. Um, my cousin was there as well, Brandon Lyons. Brandon. He, uh, he, he actually trained at Toronto BJJ for a bit. He coaches at um, Guelph MMA. He's the Nogi coach. Brandon, this name is not, this name is, I, I, I'm just trying to remember if I know, but. I forget when he trained in Toronto. He might, you might have crossed paths with him. I think so. I think so. I'm just trying to remember the name right away hit me and I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get some faces here, you know, but it just can come, but I'm going to find out. So yeah, you were there? Yeah. Yeah. He was there too. And I was just trying to support everybody and just, it was the, my kind of first tournament. Okay. So I got to see what it was like as well. Oh yeah. And it's a pretty good tournament. You oh know? yeah. It was, awesome. it was as with six months, exactly six months of jujitsu. I did the entire, the entire open too. I, I end up on third so then when i was like oh man i like this you know I was well like, everyone everyone says it's different than rolling like okay. they're like tensions are high people are full of adrenaline like it's a tensions is high man <laughs> yeah it's a different beast the your heart just goes crazy the first i i had on that day i had three fight on that day i had three to four fights i can remember one of the, the moments that I can't forget on my mind is the, these guys attacking my foot on a straight ankle lock. I was pretty new to tournaments. I didn't know any like rules. I didn't know any of the rules. And I just remember this guy trying to crank my 
ankle out of my <laughs> trying to rip it off and i was looking to him and i was like looking to the ref and like hey can he do that can he attack my flight i thought white belts couldn't do this and then i remember like to the, the ref he looked to me and then he stopped the fight he went to another referee on the table and asked about some stuff and then they, he come back say it's all fine keep going <laughs> and then <laughs> And then the guy tried to to take my leg and I didn't tap. I remember it was like two minutes. He's trying to take my foot out and I didn't tap. I finished the fight. I lost my points. I was like limping a lot because it hurt as hell. <laughs> and my heart, my mind, everything was, you know, like the feeling is very different from rolling. Mm -hmm. Just going to the gym and, and doing a regular row. It's totally different to sign up for a tournament, get there, make weight. And then five minutes before your fight, you're ready to roll. It's very different. Very, very different. I, I hope this year, 2021, we can go as a team and, and maybe everybody could compete. You know, I'm not, I don't ask anybody to compete. You, you're going to compete if you want, but many other people, they really want. And it's nice to go as a team, right? Even to support, to go there, to scream, to try to help. It, it's, a, it's a great feeling, you know, I hope, I hope we can do that this year. I want to compete at least once before I get my blue belt. That's my goal. Definitely. I, this year we had to promote a couple people, you know, we had to promote a couple people and um, I felt very, very like not sad or upset, but I would love to get them this experience before they go and, and, and be promoted to blue belt, you know, but it was daytime. They've been training for a while. They do, they do really good do the training it's not mandatory that you have to compete to, to go to the next level. You don't, but it's great. It's a good opportunity. It's a great, great experience. And it's going to bring your level, you know, one step up, for, one step up so you can get your, your, your next belt. It, it's great. I hope this year we can do that. As, as we know, the pandemic is, isn't finished yet. You know, it's bringing us a lot of trouble. We cannot train properly. We're trying to figure out if we're going to be back with the gym or not when we're going to be back, but I hope as soon as we're back, we can get back to training, start to train a little bit hard and then make this thing happen, you know, go to a tournament as a team and, and have some fun. Isn't, isn't the next one in Toronto, June or July of this year? Yes, we are hoping so. Next gen has already put the, the calendar up, you know, and uh, we're probably going to have like Toronto, Ottawa, um, Winnipeg. Some, I think they released like four or five tournaments. If I'm not wrong, Ontario Open already released the tournament for, for May. I think it's oh, going to wow. be the first tournament here. It's going to be in May if everything ends up, you know, going back to open, exactly. Across, finger, finger cross. And your toes. Exactly. Everything, cross everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, but as for you, for like with the experience you have, what would you say to, to somebody that never trained Jiu-Jitsu? Like to give a motivation. Let's say you 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 have a friend that been through that experience that you had, like of uh, some street fights, and then you get knocked out, and the guy like no have never done any martial art. What would you say, like, man, try jujitsu for what? Why? Um, for me, it it really hit me. Um, so after I did bar security, I became a social service worker, and I worked out in Chatsworth. So Chatsworth is probably. 30, 40 minutes away from Port Elgin. Okay. And um, I was probably 
five or six months into jujitsu at this time. Um, I, I went to a grading and I got a stripe on my belt and we ended up doing some self-defense. Um, just people coming at us. If someone has, if someone like bear hugs us, if someone's got us in rear naked choke. Um, and we went through that, those sequences and, and techniques. And I saw a couple of black belts playing around with a, a rubber knife uh-huh. and, and they kind of, kind of deflecting it and, and moving the wrist and this and that. And I asked them if they could show me. And they're like, well, you don't need this. You don't need this yet. I'm like, well, I just, can I just see? Like, can you just, and they're like, yeah, for sure. So they kind of show me how to deflect the wrist, um, move it away. And, and they just basically said, like, if someone has a knife on you, get out of there. Like, if, yeah. if you're going to try to try to block it, you're going to get cart regardless. So as I was a social service worker at this time, and I went to go um, pick up a client um, to bring him to court. And previously, I, I to, to go back even further, um, mm-hmm. I took this client uh, to an appointment. He okay. wanted to go somewhere else after the appointment. Ended up grabbing my truck steering wheel and bringing me to oncoming traffic. Okay. So he had to obviously go to court because I, I had to go to police, get him charged. So um, fast forward now, um, went to go pick him up for his court appearance. And he was frustrated because he just wanted to get it done and over with. He just wanted to go to prison. So I go to he his just apartment. To go to prison. Yeah, he just wanted to get out of the way. He just he knew he was going back to prison. He just wanted to get out of the way. So I go to his apartment and I open the door. I'm like, hey, hey man, like it's, we gotta go. Like it's time to go go to your court appearance. So he's like, he he pulls a knife out of his pocket and he's like, I'm gonna F and kill you. And yeah. at that time, I just I didn't freeze, uh-huh. but I, I, I just kind of like, I was calm. I was, I was at his doorway and it just, the scenarios went through my mind. I'm at, and I just said to myself, I'm at the doorway. He can, he can charge on me. I can close the door. I can, I can walk away and get back into the car. I just, I was, I was very calm in this situation and I just kind of worked through it and ended up verbally deescalating him. And he ended up, he, did, he didn't charge on me, but he did throw the knife and I managed to move out of the way. Uh-huh. And long story short, he did go to prison, but from from jujitsu, it was just I, I was very calm and confident. Okay. I, I I'm not again. I'm not looking for a fight, but it just when that scenario happened, I was calm. But when I got jumped, I was kind of anxious and I and I froze. Oh yeah. So I felt like jujitsu helped me be confident, be be calm, and just be in the moment. Because when you're on the mats, you're you're defending yourself, right? People are trying to to crank your arm back, trying to choke you out, trying to twist your ankle. So yeah. I just, it, it felt like I was able to apply jujitsu outside of the gym. How long you, when that situation happened, you've been training a lot for uh, already for a set amount of time, right? Yeah. Five or six months, I think at that time. Okay. So the, this is like going back to the question means jujitsu gave you more confidence, gave you more like, well, how can I say that? Like more, Exper- like ev- ev- evaluating like the situations jujitsu gives you that spider sensor yes exactly it, so it, it felt it felt like you know it, it's it's funny but it's it's true it felt like it time slowed down and i could think of my options yeah i felt confident enough to be like i and i was just assessing the situation back a couple of years i would have just kind of panicked exactly but yeah, because yeah. Of maybe in that bed right maybe yeah. you could have a reaction that could be stopped or well we don't know what could happen but it could end up end up bad absolutely yeah 
Oh yeah, no, I'm sure Jiu-Jitsu gives you a lot of confidence. Jiu-Jitsu gives it like, that's the most important thing, the confidence and, and um, the attitude that Jiu-Jitsu impose on you once you start doing this. You know, to the people out there listening to it, it's like, once you, once you start it and, and keep training, in the very beginning, it's like it hits you right away, right? Like you first month or two months, you're like, man, I can do this. And then you start to feel like, I, I can't do anything. But you don't do anything to use jujitsu out of this, out of the out of the gym. When this situation happens, that's when it actually hits you and you prepare for it, right? And that's well, how you felt. And that's what I said. I, I I'm not looking for martial arts to look for fights. I'm looking for it so if something happens to me or, or my family, I can protect us. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to feel vulnerable again. I don't want to feel how weak and defenseless I felt. I want to make sure that if a situation does arise, I can, I can calmly and swiftly diffuse it. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, so from grade four to grade nine, I got bullied. I was, I was a little bit overweight. Um, I had circular glasses, look like Harry Potter. Uh-huh. So, so I got, I got verbally bullied from grade four to grade nine and that summer I decided that I needed to make a change like something needed to change and all the popular kids in high school um worked out they're big these big buff guys the girls liked them the guys wanted to be like them yeah so I decided to work out um I I begged my mom to go to the eye doctor to get contacts because I didn't want to wear glasses anymore (laughs) so I made a drastic change I was was in the gym (laughs) I was in the gym um five days a week probably for two or three hours just lifting weights there you go how old were you at that time probably 16 or 17 Uh uh-huh and and because I lifted these weights because I lifted these weights and I got big bigger um I had a bit of an ego and I assumed the bigger you are, people you can would scare people. Huh? <laughs> well, exactly, and I did that, and, and I did that through my security experience too. Like I would roll up my sleeve to show off my biceps. I would cross my arms at the bar and so no one messes me. Like, there you go. <laughs> well, and then, and then when I went to my first jujitsu class, I kind of went like, oh, like I think I went up against a guy that was probably 145, 155 pounds, and at this point, I think I was 200 pounds, and we were gonna roll, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna crush this guy well, doesn't he put me into a human pretzel? Uh-huh. And it kind of just, it, it made me step back and be like, okay, this little guy can kick my ass and I'm, I'm 40, 50 pounds heavier than him. That doesn't so like, matter, right? Not no, it, it amazed me because I'm, I'm for, for all my life, I thought the bigger you are, that's how you get respect. That's how you get the friends. And it just, it messed with my mental, I guess you could say. Because uh-huh. I assumed if I didn't work out, no one would like me. If I, if I didn't work out and if I wasn't big, no one would like me. But like going through jujitsu, it, it's helped me mentally realize that it doesn't matter how big you are. No. Like it, 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 it just, it, I don't know. I, do, it, I don't know. It just, it's no, helped I, me mentally. I, 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 I understand what you mean. Yes. Jujitsu teaches you that, right? It's, and to explain that for people, it's just like, sometimes we don't know to explain. It's just like, man, go try it. I'm sure you're going to like it, right? Like just go, but in, in, with word, it's just basically jujitsu going to give you the confidence for anything else in your life that you want to do with me. That's, that's what gave me, you know, even though 
I'm a construct I'm a construction worker, you know, I do construction and after I, I've been doing jujitsu and then I start doing construction and then I decide to go one step ahead and be and make a, a my business like construction, my own business. And then jujitsu was a big part of it because gave me the confidence, like man. You know, I don't think there's no not a problem to go there out there and, and start up like my own company and, and and have the confidence that it's gonna work, you know, because there is such a hard time in jiu-jitsu and we make it work. Why we wouldn't make with nobody trying to press and to, to, to give a pressure or, or to to fight you, right? And and that's how you start to build stuff. Like, man, I can do this. If I can do whatever else in nothing that's is a hundred percent right, but gives you the confidence for anything else and um, i agree and, and i believe on that and i see with the students too you know like you said oh i was bullied and then i decided to change i decided to work out and do this and that and then somehow you go to do a martial art class and all of that that you did like working out to become big and kind of scare people that you thought would be a great idea or, or something to look good or cool when you go to a class of jiu-jitsu you get a guy that's like a hundred 60 70 pounds less than you skinny and the guy just you know make you make you do rounds make you do just go crazy and you cannot get the guy you cannot hold this guy just like what this guy knows something was he a, was he a white belt like the first role the first thing that you did was another white belt yeah i think he was a three or four white uh striped white belt. stripes yeah a little bit of more experience right yeah it's always like this everybody goes there There'll be like another white belt, maybe smaller, thinner, you know, like very skinny guy gonna roll with you, he's gonna beat your ass, and then you're gonna feel like what? I got I, I think the first motivation is I'm gonna train here just to beat these guys, <laughs> just to get this guy, you know. But it is it is pretty much similar with everybody. Everybody has they go to the gym. A lot of people that stick around jujitsu, they like right off the first day, they keep coming. In the beginning, it's just like I wanted to survive, and then you start to understand, to start to 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 play the game, right? And then comes all the advantage with that, like the confidence, the mindset, you know, under pressure. What do I do? Oh, I gotta be calm, like to take decisions, to to react to stuff. And and I believe a lot of that, a lot of those stuff you know already, like you you just mentioned with the situation that happened to you. But going back to jujitsu, how? When you start to understand this, like a lot of, about the game and, you know, you start to roll and, and do stuff, what was the submission that you most like? Probably the triangle choke for a while. Triangle? I, I, um, so when I was training, I would also be looking up YouTube videos and kind of seeing for, because everyone's body type is different. Yeah. And I wanted to know for being a tall, lengthy guy, what the best submissions I should be doing or trying. So oh. the number one was the triangle choke. I've got long legs, so I, that's I, I that was my bread and butter for the longest time. That's good. Yeah, I, I really like triangle too. But in um, like right now after, so you move you move from how to say Port what Port, Port Algon Port Algon Port Algon. I'm gonna <laughs> remind that. <laughs> so you moved to Cambridge, and then how long were you off training? Um. So when I moved from Port Algon to Cambridge, um. I think it was like a month before the move. Um, I was training with a training partner and I ended up falling on my head and getting concussion. So I was out for six, six to eight months. 
Holy second concussion, right? Because you had one. Yeah, yeah, second. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. It's been fun. It's been fun. Um, but yeah, I was out for six to eight months. And and my mom and my fiance were like, you gotta stop doing this. Like you keep getting injured. Like there's other things to do. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So the first year I was here, um, didn't didn't really train, but I just I felt like something was missing. Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, when, when I was on the mats, it just felt like I was, I was disconnected from the world. All my problems after, after the class was done, I felt like my, the, the weight on my shoulders was lifted and I just felt great. And I just felt really angry and, and the gym wasn't doing it anymore. The gym was my outlet. It was my, my sanctuary. It just helped me de-stress after a long day and it wasn't doing it anymore. So at the time, um, my cousin was training at Guelph MMA okay. and he's like, come on, man, like you got to come out, you got to come out. So I'm like, okay, okay. So I ended up training there for a couple months with him, but it was just, it got to the point where I'd finish work and I would just be getting to the gym as class was starting. Uh-huh. And it, was, it was just too much. I'm like, I can't balance this. I can't balance this. So I probably trained there for three or four months. And then I'm like, I can't, I can't train anymore. Like it's just too much. Couldn't make it. Uh huh. And then a couple months went by and I felt that, that, um, that anger in me again. And, and I just, I felt so stressed and, and I wasn't sleeping and I just, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta find an, uh, a jujitsu gym closer to myself. So I ended up Googling gyms in my area and you guys popped up. I'm like, right, I'm going to give you guys a try. Like I, I gotta, I gotta do something here. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, it's needed, right? Like once you have that feeling in, and I believe when we really like something with anything else, not only jujitsu, you really want to be part of it and keep doing this, right? It's like, you're going to stop it. Maybe you're going to stop for some reason in your life. You're going to say, Hey, Unfortunately, I can't train. Like life's gonna hit you hard. Something can happen. You need a job. You need to focus on your job. You need. You just got a kid. You you moving. Then when you move, you gotta find another gym, and then you don't feel like very comfortable doing this because you you already had your your comfortable comfortables like your comfort zone, right? Like at the other gym. But yeah, I'm sure that you gotta go through some stuff. So you train already four months in Guelph, and then you find out us. I think uh, with us, you get you having like. No, no much experience because of the pandemic, unfortunately, but I'm pushing you all the time too. I'm like, hey, man, let's go, man. Come show up for training. I want to see you here. And not only, not only with you, but I, I always try to, to keep the people engaged, you know, because I, I, I like jiu-jitsu so much that I'm preaching all the time with jiu-jitsu. I talk about jiu-jitsu all the time. I, do, I have my construction business. And every time I talk to people, sometimes some people, they see my ear, and they come to, oh, do you do wrestling or something? And then I start talking about jiu-jitsu. I work a lot with my with my hoodies of Cambridge BJJ, you know, and then people are like, oh, you do jiu-jitsu? And then I start talking to them about it, you know, and it's not to impress people, but it's to get people in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like, you know, that's that's my job, to be honest. I want to get people into jiu-jitsu so the community, the community can grow and, ju- and jiu-jitsu will be like out there for anything, you know. And that's that's, to be honest, that's my goal. But especially being in the pandemic right now, I don't think people realize how, um, again, jujitsu is physical, but it's the mental aspect. Like it's, it's so nice to have when, when the world's so negative and there's all this hate and, and stuff on social media, it's nice to go into the gym where everyone's there for the same purpose to get better. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, it just feels like a weight has been lifted and, and you're stress-free and, and you don't think about the world for that hour, 45 minutes that you're there. Exactly. Exactly. Just to, 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 to finish it up, like 
this is a good point you mentioned like lately we've been a lot here right like everything is in here people don't look to the sides i'm i'm trying my best to to work out on this too especially now that like i said i got a construction business i got the gym first impression bjj this everything is like in, in the platform you gotta be connected you gotta be there so people can see your job your work or whatever you gotta be exposed but this brings a lot of things to your mind too, right? A lot of stress, a lot of things. And then we we end up forgetting about like taking this stress out of our mind and how do you do it? Going to the gym, training, you know, taking this stress out by rolling, by learning some technique, by talking to your friends, by talking to to, to the group of people that you consider like your second, your second family. I would say that every single gym of jiu-jitsu, when you have a good growth, they are part of your family too, because... Mm-hmm. You there, you go, you talk, you want to know how those people are doing. You want to see those people doing well. You know, you don't, you don't think like, oh, I want to see this guy going bad or life or whatever. But that's the idea, right? You you want to see two people succeed. And this internet, this like new social media stuff that take that take our focus from one thing and and want to keep us looking to it. And it's like want us to be evolving there. We are not there to, to, we're not making money. You know, you're there, you are making money to somebody else. And, and through that, they're, they're like kind of making you confused here, making you stressed here, you know? And the only thing that they give you, it's good images, good things that, that attracts you because they, somehow they know that, right? Somehow, somehow they know what attracts you and you're gonna be there the whole day. The idea is let's try to take the eyes off the phone, put more physical work. Unfortunately, the pandemic right now is making that really hard and people are going more crazy because of it. You see whatever is going on on the world right now, it's like crazy, you know, because of one guy say some stuff, people start to follow this and just go, oh, this is the right thing. No, no, no. I think we got to pay attention, whatever is closest. If you can pre-jujitsu to somebody, to people that you think it would be like jujitsu would make good things on their life, you know, like as I did on my life, and I believe it's doing on your life because you just mentioned you you want to to do jujitsu to take the stress out to to forget about a lot of stuff, right? And and that's the whole meaning. That's why, like I mentioned earlier, I want to be preaching jujitsu for a long time. I want to be teaching for a long time, and that's what makes me happy, you know. Like see people smiling after training, see people sweat after training, people relief like. People come talk to me. I'm sure like our training partner, they come and say, man, you know, I had a stressful day after this training was pretty good. I'm now going to go home and I'm ready for the next day. Right. And that's what we, that's what I believe. Like the well, the wellness, is that right? Wellness that jujitsu makes on me or my own opinion. It's amazing. You know? So that's why I always recommend if you want to do jujitsu, try it, try it because it's going to bring, bring good things for you. So I'm going to ask you as your last words for the episode today. What did the, what was the most thing that you did to change on you? The, the, the best thing that you think was like, what was that? Probably confidence. And, and I'm a very anxious person and jujitsu has helped me with my anxiety. Okay. So it's, 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 again, you're going to a place where you don't know people you're, you're rolling around with them. They're, they're, they're attacking you. You need to defend. And it's helped me kind of slow, slow things down, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and, and just build up that, that confidence that, Hey, 
I can, I can roll with these guys. And I'm, I've, I've done um, sports all my life. I've played soccer, hockey, basketball, football, like you name it, I've done it. Yeah. And jujitsu is the only one that if I get smashed on the mats that night, I know I'm going to get better. Like it, it's such a weird thing to think of because I'm, I'm very competitive. I like to win. Oh yeah. But when you, when you do jujitsu, you have to change your mindset. As soon as you walk on the mats, you got to check your ego out the door. Exactly. And you got to realize that when you start out, you're going to get smashed, but you're going to start slowly learning things. Like it's not, it's not going to happen overnight. It's, it's, it's not a marathon. It's a walk. Exactly. You've got to walk. Especially at your, at the gym you train, your ego has to be outside. Everybody's trained there and the ego is not a thing to be there, right? So well, that's why I've loved B, uh, Cambridge BJJ. As soon as I walked in, I don't think I've met anybody with an ego. Everyone's yes. there to roll. Everyone's got a common goal. Um, I don't feel that, I don't feel endangered. So uh -huh. if I've got an injury, I know that person's not going to crank on it. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them that, hey, my arm hurts. Watch, well, watch my right arm. Or somebody will be like, hey, do you have any injuries before we roll? Perfect. Like, let's roll. Communication is key, right? Communication is key. And um, this, this is it. You know, like the ego for sure has to be out of the way in many situations. So that's how we grow in jiu-jitsu. You know, do in, in, the, in the gym, no ego because that's the place where you're going to learn. That's the place where you're going to, you have to make the mistakes there. So out of that, you don't, you can't do any mistakes, you know, talking about tournaments, the gym is the place where you can make all the mistakes. So you're ready to the tournament to not make mistakes. And talking about the ego, the gym is the place that you shouldn't have the ego. And whenever you go out there with tournaments or whatever, the ego is another talk, right? It's another type of talk. But yeah, man, like I really agree with you. Jiu-Jitsu gives a lot of confidence to people that has no confidence, helps people with the anxiety. You know, I, I think I have a bit of anxiety too because all the time I get myself thinking a lot and, you know, out of breath. And then when I'm thinking of jiu-jitsu, I say, I'm going to go train, everything changed. I'm sure that it, it not only helps me or you, it helps everybody with that too. And yeah, man, that's it. I think uh, jiu-jitsu has a lot to offer to a lot of people. If you're one of the person that listened to it and never tried jiu-jitsu, go try it, you know, because help me help Matt and um, can help you too. Matt, thank you very much, you know, for the opportunity to talk to you. It was great. I hope you enjoyed too. Um, I hope I can see you sometime soon in the mat. We don't know when it's going to happen, but man, I can't wait to be honest. You know, I can't wait. Oh, one thing that I want to, to show that too is this thing here, this figure, a friend of mine is doing this. So anybody that needs one of those should talk to Murat. His Instagram is called Muyutsu. He's producing those things. It's a very nice thing to have, you know, like as a, a BJJ, uh, um, How can I say that? Um, a keepsake? Exactly. You know, something that you, you, you want to have at home. You can put your name. You can put your logo or anything. Just go on Instagram and see Mui Yutsu. These guys, you know, it's doing great. And it's really nice for the community. Matt, one more time. Thank you very much. Go enjoy your, the rest of the day. And I hope to see you soon on the mats, brother. Thank you. It was Good. an honor. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much.